Just look at this studio filled with fabulous prizes. Ooh. All waiting to be won on Score North's... Pick your prize! Behind door number one is a $10,000 gift card to Chanhassen Dinner Theaters for shows, concerts, food, and beverage. Ooh. Door number two has $10,000 in home improvements for your kitchen, bathroom, windows, and more from Minnesota Rusco and Companies. Ah. And behind door number three, LASIK eye procedure from Dr. Lovanoff at Ovo LASIK and Lens. And a fantastic vacation. No surprise zoinks. What you want, you pick. 14 prizes in all, each valued at $10,000. Sign up for Score North's Pick Your Prize. You can register daily through the Score North app or go to scorenorth.com keyword prize. Sweepstakes begins March 18th. Special thanks to our prize partners. Guys of Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Reckless speculation. Reckless speculation. The people are demanding. We've given you Wolves speculation. We're always giving you Viking speculation. Well, we pretty much just bitch about the Twins. People are demanding wild speculation because that league year also when it, is that this weekend too free agency for hockey or is that yeah. next week okay it, it's all this it's coming up yeah. nhl right yep 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 and the only difference is in hockey you can immediately um do the deals and in basketball it's what july 7th so, yeah so it's, so it's like the deals no we can't even talk about it so it's weird as today, so on this Friday here, and thank you guys for hanging out with us uh, live on the Scornoth YouTube channel, a little Minnesota sports with Mackie and Judd, Feedback Friday, so we'll get to a bunch of different stuff here. But the NBA has, I think it's like 5 or 6 o'clock tonight. You can start negotiating and agreeing to terms, but you can't finalize for another several days. But we already have all these reports of, you know, this. You know, these two teams are keyed in on Dante DiVincenzo. It's like, it just... <laughs> The you NBA just, just like open it up all year. You just go if you want to sign with someone in in uh you know May. You can if your team's eliminated, just fire away. I give that, that league a ton of credit. They do a unbelievable job of putting their uh, ducks in a row for like the draft off season speculation. Is but the two things they do that I don't get, and I know that it's it's bookkeeping, but just find a way around it. Yeah, when you make a trade on draft night. Make the trade official. Don't yeah, have weird. a kid come it's up so and wear a, a hat. But the other thing is what Phil just said, too. When you sign a guy, allow the team to talk about it immediately. Don't have this whole thing with, well, we can't talk about it. You know, I, I mean, three days ago, I think it was, Tim Conley was d- did a press conference about something and was not allowed to talk about the Nas Reed contract yet because it got announced, I think, yesterday. Yeah, come on. It is, it is fun. Come so on. We'll, we'll get to some wolves and NBA speculation here, but the people want some wild stuff. So let's start with all right. Let's start with Anthony B here. I wanted to give you guys my and by the way, you can send us messages all week long throughout the feedback tab on the Score North app. That's the best way for us to stockpile questions and stuff. And because we're live, we'll pop your comments from the YouTube comment section on the screen here too. Make fun of us if you want to. Anthony B says, I want to give you my thoughts on the is it pronounced Strammel, the draft pick? Charlie Strammel. Uh, Strammel, yeah, well, Strammel. It, I found a pronunciation that said Strammel. Strammel? But, but most people are saying Strammel. So, Strams? Strams. Yeah, Stram. Stroms. I just call him Charlie. Chuck. I call him Here's his thoughts on the Chuck pick here. As I think 
it's a good talking point about centers in the NHL and educating fans. I was initially disappointed about the Chuckster pick, like everybody else. His freshman season at Wisconsin, 12 points in 33 games, was very underwhelming. And uh, is it the did he play in the World uh, Juniors? Yes, well? he did. He so did twice, he's mm-hmm. played twice in my favorite tournament. And he hasn't been spectacular in that either. It's easy to cringe at the pick unless you dig deeper. No doubt, legit top six centers are really hard to find. Otherwise, every team would have one, and they wouldn't be trading their left arm to get one. Yep. The first four overall picks were centers this year. Teams want to trade up for them badly. Teams picking that high need them badly. It's like trying to find a franchise quarterback. Stramel is their home run swing, no doubt, at a legit top six center. They won't pick high enough to get better odds at landing one on their own. They're not going to pick, like, third unless they swing a crazy trade. But why would those teams want, you know, unless you're going to trade Kaprizov. Uh, They don't have the cap space to overpay for one yet. So, And then he refers to, like, Rossi doesn't have the necessary skills and speed questionable, et cetera. So, hey, he's saying people need to calm down here. This is what you have to do to take swings at a top six guy. And we actually recorded a uh, very brief Judd's Hockey Show yesterday. Going to do a longer one today with Jesse Pearson, too. But we said the exact same thing. And Declan did his great meltdown about prospects because it's it's spot on. These are 18-year-old kids. But you know what the Wild did? First round, they took a center, 6'3", 222. Second round, they took a center, 6'3", 190. And in the third, or again, in the second round with their third pick, they took a center who is 5'11", 180. They are taking swings at filling a spot that Declan and I and a lot of you out there who are Wild fans have perpetually bitched and moaned about, which is you don't have center depth. So these are 18-year-old kids, okay? If you're drafting one through five, and I'm like, you screwed the pooch there. And believe me, I forget, I might have been pick five or six. Arizona went off the board and took a defenseman from Russia who was like projected 28. Okay, that's worth complaining about. But when you're in the 20s and we've been complaining that you need right-handed shot, big centers that can win face-offs, and you take one, and now you're going to complain about that, even I can't. And I love to complain. You guys know this. I love to complain. <laughs> Nobody likes to you jump do. the gun you and complain like more bitch. than me. But I can't yeah. complain about the fact that Bill Guerin basically addressed something that needed to be addressed. And one last thing about this kid, which I didn't realize until I read the athletic story that's important. He's from Rosemount, okay? He's played in the World Juniors twice. And, yes, he hasn't had a ton of statistical success, success, but that's a really good tournament. Like, that is a high-level bleeping tournament. And he had a very disappointing freshman year on a bad Wisconsin team. But I believe here's the other thing to keep in mind. In 2020, his dad, who he was incredibly close with, passed away at the age of 46, okay? That is a factor. That is no so we're talking about a 17 year old kid probably whose dad is uh seven years my junior as far as age right now. Who I don't know how he died, but he died. Okay, so there is no way that you can't factor that into your equation there. And the kid still went to Wisconsin, still played. So, he, so, but I'm just saying when you're drafting 18 year old children. And you're trying to assess them from, okay, here's the skill set, here's the size, which is the size, um, and then their background in life. You have to take that into account. And if you don't think that a kid in his freshman year at Wisconsin 
was thrown off by the by the recent death of his dad, you don't understand a thing about how people work. So Wisconsin was also a gong show last year. The the hockey program was so like that also didn't help uh, any of the situations that that why he kind of fell in the prospect rankings, if you will. My whole thing with Judd is when you take three centers, one, two, three, respectively, which the Wild did in their first three picks, you're betting that one of these guys turns into a solid, serviceable NHL player. Like, the odds are all three of these guys aren't going to be serviceable NHL players. But can one of them? Can one of them down the line be a serviceable NHL player? Um, When you look at past drafts, you know, like Joel Erickson Eck took a little bit to develop, but that 2015 draft the wild had was actually pretty damn good. They got Eck. They actually had Kaprizov in the fifth round. Jordan Greenway was in that draft in the second round. You're taking the bet that with the same position that you've been, you know, lacking to develop and finding or signing or cultivating that one of those guys in maybe a couple of years, by the way, not right away in a couple of years turns into a serviceable NHL player. It's very similar to the baseball draft. We're taking chances on 18 year old kids and you're trying to figure out, down the line if you can develop them properly so they can be NHL players. So I like the bet the Wild are making. I don't really understand the, the up in arms of I can't believe they missed this prospect. Prospect hunting to me, especially for 18-year-olds, is just so difficult to do. You don't have access to a lot of the film and stuff that these scouting departments do. So I like the chances that they're taking on drafting these three centers, and hopefully one of them hits. I trust Billy, man. I trust Billy with a cocktail in his hand, pointing oh, at the draft the board. Take him. Oh, he at, was. Take him. Tootsies. Just an open bill for the entire week, no pun intended. And and his his draft guy, Judd Brackett, is the guy that came from the Canucks who is very well respected. So again, if you don't like if you're gonna bail on them now, um that's sort of weird because when Brackett got the job, a ton of people were excited about it. But I'm with Dex, man. This team needed centers desperately, some right-handed shots and the bigger they are and if they can win face-offs that's awesome so yes in this case i am more than willing to defer to what they did hey before we, we got some wolf stuff here we're going to get into but um the buyout market looks like it's getting interesting just like in this morning even blake wheeler who's pushing 37 years old there's been a couple other names any anyone catching your eye in terms of additions that the wild should have their eye on here or do no. none of them really make sense? No, no. They're going to get paid a little bit, and they're probably good. they're probably going to be signed to one or two year contracts. Um, but I don't see. I, I mean, Blake Wheeler is going to generate discussion, but he is aging out. It came from a very weird situation with the Jets. That locker room was toxic. Yeah, he, he was stripped of the captaincy a year ago. And then the Jets were like one of the best teams in hockey through December or into December, and they fell off the map. So, no, hard pass there. I believe Mike Riley, the former uh, mm-hmm. the former golfer and wild player, defenseman from Boston, got bought out. But the nice thing is the Wilds got a ton of depth on the blue line. And then Yamamoto, right, who was traded yesterday from Edmonton, Detroit, or two days ago, um, just got bought out by Detroit. No, thank you. Duchesne's probably going to be now one of the top free agent available. He just got bought out by the Preds. Um, he's yeah, still a very him. good forward. He's going to be out of the Wilds price market uh, price range, though. Um, he's just kind of a room. weird guy. Yeah, he's gotten some no. He's got some strange room. locker room issues. Get out of my locker room. The player. Get off my play. The player himself is still really damn good, and 
if he was a better character guy, I'd be more into it. But yeah. touch the touch the samples. That's a that's a different Harrison Ford movie. We should do Fugitive for for movie rewind. It might be too good of a movie. I was to gonna say, is that too them. good? I mean, it's a great movie. I love that movie. Yeah. Drop the it's gun. a really good movie. Let's watch the samples. I didn't kill my wife. Drop the gun. Um, I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones absolutely positively makes that film. <laughs> yeah, those guys together are are magic. Okay, Joe Kaiser chimes in here on the Timberwolves. Says, I've been thinking about the cat situation and realized there may be more weight to the trade rumors. I've noticed him saying multiple times, the rumors are as true or false as the Wolves make them. Makes me think that if the team was truly committed to cat 100%, they would have said to him, no, Carl, you're not going to be traded. His comments make it seem as though there's been no dialogue there, which makes me think that they might be leaning away from him. I'm curious what you guys think about this i don't know where do you hmm. think it's so hard to know like he's he's been posting videos from the wolves practice facility well i've got some oh, reckless got some windy for fingers. you i got because I, I know you guys are going to be shocked but i spent a lot of time watching esp oh the vinny making an appearance oh, is that the bone? his little bear a no his little bear oh his bear oh it's a human hand he likes to bring you a toy when he when he, he greets you. Took a neighbor's thing. hand off. Yeah. Hey, here, Dad. Here's a hand. There's blood all over his mouth. Oh God! God. What did you yeah. do, son? Cujo he kisses me with his blood in his mouth. Oh, Vinny, <laughs> Vinny, who's a good boy? So I've got some reckless, <laughs> windy speculation from yesterday. Reckless speculation. Here go. Here go. Why is that? What? Tell me. <laughs> no, why? Why, no, is why is that? Now, why? why is that? Why would that be? <laughs> Wendy was asked on PTI about James Harden, who now uh, opted into his deal with Philadelphia to get traded. Okay, yes, so he's correct. he's gone, and th- they were talking about the logical landing places for Harden, which included the Clippers. Well, and well, and then of course because they are ESPN, they got to the Knicks, and Wendy said, and this is where it gets interesting. Something along the lines of the Knicks, like, okay, I could sort of see that, but here's the here's the issue. The Knicks might be waiting for a bigger, younger superstar to come down the pike next offseason. And if you and if you go in with Harden, you obviously because he can't be extended, so like then he's gonna come up for a contract again. Mm. And 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 could you keep him at that point? And Wendy said the Knicks might be keep, keeping their options open for a younger superstar in a year did he mean like a free agent or no i took it to mean i took it to mean it was carl i took it to mean it was carl or at least carl is very much in a small bin of players that the knicks would be sniffing around and so they wouldn't want to part with what it would take first of all to get harden and second of all have to deal with that contract if they were about to take a big contract on in a year i was uh was hesitant to bring this up here, but and don't worry, not like in the way that no, Royce well, Royce he does sometimes don't, don't, and don't almost even, gets canceled. Yeah, don't even go there. But in this in the spirit of getting reckless here on this reckless NBA League Year Eve, have you guys been following the dropping dimes Twitter account drama? Are you at all do you have any idea what I'm talking about? No. Tell us all. So there's an account. Actually, originally it was like dropping dimes twenty two or something, and they, it got up to forty two thousand followers, and then somehow like 
Twitter deleted the account, and they started a new account yesterday. And I, actually, this this account was was created in May of 2022. It's like a it's like a burner account for someone very much in the know, apparently. And okay. uh, but they just like react they like reactivated a like a backup account that's now up to 19,000 followers. It's dropping dimes 50. If you just search dropping dimes, you're gonna get a, there's a bunch of like poser now like fake accounts. This is really inside baseball. But this account nailed the James Harden stuff a couple days ago and some other news too. And they've just been dropping little nuggets here and there. And it could all be BS. I don't know. But this is a safe space for reckless speculation, right? It is. Reckless it is, no question. Speculation. So, like, he can't, like he nailed, he or she nailed some sort of, uh, like, the James Harden thing and something else. 13 hours ago, they tweeted, the Lakers aren't expected to make any huge moves this offseason, likely keeping D'Angelo. It's like, well, if this is a fake account, you wouldn't be, like, downplaying Lakers news, right? So it, it seems very plugged right. in. And like the latest one is Chris Middleton will sign a deal to stay in Milwaukee. And despite reports of Miami having interest in James Harden, he will not be traded there. So it's like, you know, yesterday, Windy Fingers, Why is this account tweeted that the Timberwolves have had discussions with Dallas, Phoenix, and Portland regarding Carl Anthony Towns. And if a cat trade happens, it'll likely be Dallas. But that like, it's, I think he also followed up by saying something like it's not it's not necessarily imminent. But there's been there's been some steam from dropping dimes NBA insider. This is so I speculation. This is not this what? is not taught in journalism school by the way kids, but this is a safe space that maybe Where the Wolves are it? having conversations with some of these teams, all right? Wait, so Woj Portland, has not Dallas? said it, Shams has not said it, but dropping dimes has said it. Well, but Woj and Shams wouldn't go with something until it was far closer. So, like, Dallas, Portland, and who? Phoenix. I'm guessing Ay- Aiton would probably go somewhere. It would be like a three-team trade or something. Aiton would go somewhere. and then. Well, if Dallas got Cat, that would certainly help them if they, they do indeed lose Kyrie, which I'm not sure they're going to, but that's interesting. Super interesting. So, I don't know. So um, be, be, have your eye out for uh, the Dropping Dimes 50 Twitter account and see how <laughs> right or wrong they are. Scott Walsh I like says, it. I was listening to Dan Barrero's interview with Tim Connolly a week and a half ago, and Connolly used the words infantile and petulant when describing the emotional maturity of the Timberwolves. Surprised this didn't get more coverage throughout Wolves media. For me, it was cathartic hearing the general manager describe his team in this way. Instead of me constantly yelling at the TV during Wolves games, not only recently, but more or less my entire life. So I didn't hear the interview, so I'm just kind of going to take Scott Walsh's word for it. But if Tim Connolly is indeed telling the truth about the emotional intelligence or lack thereof of this team, I find that refreshing. And they are sometimes infantile and petulant. Yeah, I mean, they had a guy punch well, a wall, and, that, uh, and and Towns, you know, is is going through his thing, and I think Towns has been very calculated with how he wants to go about that for sure. Um, and you know, I think Anthony Edwards has, you know, there's been times where it's been a little little painful, but he's also, I think, grown up a lot as he entered the league. I mean, he was one of the youngest players in the league, and he's clearly going to be the face of this franchise. So I'm not too surprised that Connolly, who's only been here by the way for what basically a year. Um, has kind of surveyed that from this team, and can they yeah. kind of figure out? That's where if they can they get like a veteran guard here, whether that's on the minimum, that has kind of that championship pedigree and kind of reel everybody in. Um, I think they need that 
in that locker room. Yeah, go ahead, Judd. Are we? I think we have a little delay here. I think the yeah. I is, think the uh, St. Louis Park Internet Gremlins yes, are. It's you. Yeah, no, okay. it's you. It is definitely you. Okay, because you were breaking up, and I couldn't tell if it was me. No, or not. you were breaking. Okay, up. Okay, am I back now? Test I think one, you're back two, now. Think test you one, two, yep. test one, two. Yeah, so Judd, I think you're back. No, that's very funny. I like the Judd stare of. All right. So I saw, I heard about those quotes too, and they are a thousand percent a shot of Carl. They are a hundred percent a shot of Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. I think like, Jake like, McDaniels too for like punching a wall well, is in that mix, but yeah. Sure. But I think that he is like at some point in time, it just gets to a point with Cat where it just becomes so clear. And like, you know, not only did did I think Conley rightfully so express disappointment in a lot of what he saw from various players last season, but then one of his superstar players can't shut up and he's talking to everybody possible to give these quotes that make no sense. Um, I think it's largely a shot, if not because everybody yeah. else, I think he would probably just talk to privately. But yeah. I think with Carl, we, we are uh, re- reaching a breaking point. And there was a good comment uh, pointed out. What do we make yesterday of the Wolves' decision to do the "it's a movie" cat shot? You know, so they put. I don't that think it was a, that was not a shot. They were like celebrating Carl on Twitter. It's the social media team like celebrating right. Carl. But are we celebrating him because he got left out of the Nas Reed uh, celebration clip? Like, why are we celebrating Carl, and why are we celebrating a game against the Hawks? <laughs> Because it was like a movie, Judd. What do you mean? Steven Spielberg is lining up A-list actors to portray Minnesota Timberwolves beating the Hawks on like yes. a Tuesday, Wednesday night yes. in March. Stop. Dan Stusiak chimes in and says, Chris Vernon from The Ringer earlier this week on a hypothetical team-up of Draymond Green and Carl Anthony Towns in Portland. Quote, Draymond would hate him with the fires of seven hells. <laughs> I will say Draymond Draymond was uh was riding along with Stephen Clay on the match last night on TNT or TBS yeah, whatever network it was. Funny. And so there's there's a bunch of steam that he is going to go back to the Warriors especially now that Jordan Poole is gone that let's keep the band together but um can you envision a scenario where Draymond Green and Carl Anthony Towns play together and punches aren't thrown? Well, not in a thousand years, no. And and Carl wouldn't. <laughs> Carl would whine and then get punched out. No, how I don't think that you would go from a guy that Draymond uh, um, this past season cold cocked in practice and bring in Cat. Like Wiggins could drive you crazy, but I think he was just sort of a laid back guy. Like there's questions about his his he, intensity for sure. He's a quiet, fit in, go to work kind of a guy. Yep. Like he's not gonna whine or or try to act like he's a star player. He never acted like that. So yeah. no, I cannot see Draymond and Cat would be among the most toxic combinations that you could possibly have. It would be good. I would get your popcorn, man. I would love to see so that. It'd be fun to watch, but I'm saying I can't man. see it. All right, uh got a few there's a few fun ones in here too. We should shout out our friends over at Power Lodge real quick here. So Hey, it's 4th of July weekend. You can still get in, by the way, to one of the three Power Lodge locations in Brainerd, Anami, and Ramsey, or Miller Marine in St. Cloud. Maybe this is your weekend to make an impulse buy. Over 300 pontoons in stock. Get out on the water for some throttle therapy. 
Does that not look like fun? Does that not look yep, like a great there's there's there. yep, Exactly yep. right. In my hat with my gray hair. But you know what? Enjoying time outdoors, outside, on the water, decompressing, or as they call it, throttle therapy. Now is the time to make this purchase. And of course, when you do, do us a favor and sing the praises of Score North. Yeah, tell them we sent you over there. PowerLodge.com, MillerMarine.com. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Okay, this is a question. It's not really like a feedback question, but it's a fun question that Declan heard on the Levitard Mystery Crate podcast. Oh, yeah. If you could redo your youth and dedicate your life to another profession or passion, so let's say that sports media was not in the cards for you, what would you have chosen outside your current profession? So I, I've thought about this a lot, and I know it sounds a little weird, but I was I thought I was really good at this. And as much as these guys get absolutely ridiculed and ripped, I think I I should have pursued umpiring more. I really wow. like being an umpire. I really really enjoyed it. I but just like like the ego power trip nature no, of it, or what do you like even. about umping? I so I umped uh, ten, twelve, and fourteen year olds um, from the time I was like eighteen through twenty one. Even to the fact, uh, Parkway Little League, which is on the east side of St. Paul here in the Twin Cities, I actually umped the championship games three straight years behind the plate. I loved umping behind the plate. Now, I know as an umpire, you rotate through all the positions, and you can't just be a home umpire. But a home plate umpire is one thing that I've thought about. I wish I maybe could have pursued a little bit more. How did you – did you have a – like a – a signature strike call. How did you ring someone up? Uh, it was a step back and a pull. So like step straight back. on, just one step. step oh back. yeah, I, uh, that's pull. a great call. Yeah. Just the, I kind of like the yeah. sideways, like the ninja with the, no, the no. leg up too. That's that's, that's a, a little one. too much. That's I've a seen too that much. One. I mean, I know the tornado. The tornado. As as Ted says, you know, <laughs> Declan loves the power. Um, but yeah, I, I think umpiring. That was the back. first one that came to mind when I saw that episode and texted oh. you guys. Interesting. Okay. What about you, Judd? Mm, boy, so I can't be in sports media, um, but I can be in sports, obviously, if Declan's going to be an umpire. Um, probably an equipment guy. Baseball clubby. I could baseball definitely clubby. see this. Love to be a baseball clubby. Just sniffing Just, lifer. Just a lifer. No, not hockey. Hockey's <laughs> nasty. No, no, no. Baseball Baseball's the sport to be around. So I'm going baseball, you know, so you, you'd want you'd like want to wash Carlos Correa's stinky socks. Well, and you'd hang with them, and I'd want to travel, so just get and they loaded tip, on they the tip road, very and well. they tip really well. I yeah. think it'd be a fun life. God, yeah. I saw who did I see? Someone on the Braves because I used to go in the visiting clubhouse at Target Field in 2019 a lot when I was doing some freelance stuff, and I forget who it was, but one dude, a clubhouse attendant, got tipped like a thousand dollars. I yeah. saw from Nothing from like that. a very prominent major league player. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy crap, dude. That wow. is insane. Nothing. For them. And you get to kind of li- like they, yeah, they pay for your stuff if you're out on the road or whatever. Like it's you get to kind of live the life without actually 
beat them. If you're good to them, they're good to you. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you know where some bodies are buried too. If you want, yeah, yeah, you know the stories, and and yeah, I I think, and, and to be clear, those jobs are really hard work. So like, it's not like they're simple jobs, but I think being around baseball a lot with a job like that would be fun. Elias or would says, have been fun. Judge should just be the Twins hitting coach. Come on, hey, man. Carlos. Come on, Carlos. Come on, Carlos. Little Pepper, Carlos. Look at Little Pepper. Come on, Carlos. <laughs> Come on, Come guy. on, Max. Come on, Cap. Come on, Cap. I would Go say my answer to this, the the thing that I was the, the best at up until I just got sick of it when I was, like, 19 was playing trumpet. I was a sports – I was one of, like, four sports and band guys that saw it through all the way through high school. And old Macadac won the Louis, the like the school's Louis Armstrong trumpet award, like won a soloist nice. award in New Orleans one time. So I probably could have. I didn't really. I I wasn't like enjoying the practice time by the end, but I was I was really good at trumpet and probably could have pursued some sort of like career, like I don't know, orchestra or jazz music or something. Why trumpet and like not guitar or something? So and it's funny in retrospect if. If you're going to, this is my Shredding. advice for all the kids out there, okay? If you're going to devote a chunk of your life from like age eight or nine up until adulthood to learning an instrument, I chose trumpet because my grandpa played trumpet. And we, my grandpa was uh, the leader of like one of the more prominent polka bands in the <laughs> upper Midwest, like state of Wisconsin, the Wayne yeah. Solberg Orchestra. And um, I chose trumpet because he played trumpet. But. You're not going to pick a trumpet up at a party when you're like 30, right? So I would yeah. say piano and guitar are the two instruments that will carry you through life piano, if you're going to devote time to one of those. Wish I yeah. had learned it. I, uh, I have a guitar. I did that during COVID, and I still got it in there, and I haven't played it a lot. But that was a, like my main thing I did when we were all locked up in, in inside our houses for a long time. Another one, though, for me would be drums. I would have loved to play drums. I, I think like being the drummer of a band would be awesome. But, but how do you practice without pissing it's hard. people off? Yes, you know? it's very, very good. They got the they got the electric ones now, but it's still not the same. You know, like it, it's it's still tapping, but it's not as like booming, if you will. Yeah. Um. But I think that one's up there. Another one for me would be snowboard. I snowboard still, but like okay. I don't yeah, know if I could do that. Declan, I don't know if I could do that. Declan, you're like doing all these different things, man. Come on, you got to pick one. Oh, well, snow, be snowboard. You can't just okay. like say that you're going to snowboard. Like no, you, no, don't, no. you don't make money as a snowboarder until you are like sponsored right yeah so exactly you gotta like a, it would at least have to you like can make 50 bucks umping a junior high game like yeah, you can make money exactly. umping you know exactly that's true um i the other, so i actually for like for like four years i did pay like the bulk of my income for for like my early 20s was playing poker this is like before online poker shut down in the united states uh, I would be like multi-tabling sit and go tournaments and playing cash games and stuff online and going to Canterbury till three in the morning. So there was a time in my life where I really wanted to be a professional poker player, but then you wind up just all your friends are just like, you're just hanging out in like smoky casinos yeah. or staring at a screen for 14 hours a day, grinding out rent money. And it's just kind of yeah. kind of depressing. Actually, you see these guys on ESPN like, Oh man, you know, world series of poker. Yeah. But a lot of those guys are also just like, single and degenerate and haven't showered in five days. So I don't know. There's something so did, about it. Did you bet the ponies as well at Canterbury or just poker? Just casually. Just like, okay. just for fun once in a while. In fact, the only gambling that I will like, even we're going to Vegas for a while this weekend and I haven't played poker in 10 years. I don't like gambling. 
like I'll do a little sports betting here and there yeah, just for fun, yeah. or like like fantasy. I'm in on fantasy. Like I'm it's in not on, a vice of mine either. I'm in on fantasy, but yeah, yeah, it's just not a vice of mine. I've got vices, and that's just not one. Yeah. Now at some point, maybe once this state opens it up and they can be friends of you know Scorn North, then hey, well, then it's all bets are off. Or I oh, well, are and on. I love bets the idea too because it's full of characters <laughs> and and sports books. Sports books are glorious just because of the amount of games that you can watch on big screens simultaneously. I love a sports book. Oh, I just don't I just don't like have to bet like 50 bucks per game or something. Sure. But sure. oh god, yeah. Okay, on. a couple things here show related. Brian Pauly says bring back the buffoon of the week hmm. and Jose Baraja says bring back old tweets exposed. Yeah, we haven't done those in a while. I think we kind of ran we just kind of felt like old tweets exposed. We did it for 3 years. And we exposed like buffoon, what hundreds of tweets. So the buffoon we just sort of petered out. I don't remember us actually stopping. We could bring it. buffoon of the week back. Mm-hmm. We were doing statements, and yeah. we could we could bring that back if there's some some demand for it. What do you think, Declan? Should we bring yeah, back we buffoon of the week? I mean, I, I loved you know Declan fire someone's ass was was great during our hits with Boone. I know you kind of used that too with Boone um, during Purple Daily, which was great because every there's, oh, every football. Every week in football, there's yeah. some just jabroni that deserves to be fired. Let's um, do that, dude. Let's bring back. Let's bring it back on our show here. Fire for, someone's uh, ass because Bo- Boone's more into the film reviews now. We'll probably just do film yeah. reviews. So yeah, he Boone's need... just gone electric, man. That's all he wants now. Film, film, film. Just uh, he's always just like at the offensive line uh, training facilities. The other week he he called me. He's just like, I just want to go. Let's go. Like we need. Like. Go where? What are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> Love that. What's guy. happening? What film are you watching now? <laughs> He's my favorite. He went out and did a, uh, like a, it's a, it was a triathlon called Escape from Alcatraz a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Where they, they drop you off at the edge of the Alcatraz Island and you have to swim to shore and then you have to bike up the San Francisco hills and stuff nope. and then you have to run. No. No like again. You're just swimming with sharks. Yeah. No. A buddy of mine ran into him at a Twins game, and he realized who he was and said, hey, do you know Declan? And Boone said, oh, I know Declan. He's, he's a, he said he's a very good guy. He didn't say those exact words. He said it in a very Boone way. So I'm going to make note that we're going to bring back, what did we say? We're going to bring back uh, Buffoon, Buffoon of the Week, week. and De- then Declan fires, fires someone's ass. Yeah. 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 But not old tweets exposed, because I think we ran Yeah, unless There's a lot of work for Declan to be yeah, doing it, that every it, week. It's a lot of digging and specific. If there's things that like maybe casually get found, like uh, we did Tyrell Johnson today on Random Viking the Week, and I did a Twitter search of his yeah. name with both of your Twitter hands. Those are kind of funny. Like Those are, yeah. if, if there's room for it, for sure. Yeah, that's makes sense. A uh, couple more here real quick here. Ben Robinson says, uh, don't the Twins almost have to trade Sonny Gray? He's a free agent at the end of the year. Yeah. There's, a better chance, there's a better chance that Towns never complains again to a ref than the Twins have of re-signing Gray. He yeah. hates it here. He has a ton of value, and we're not winning the World Series here with or without him this year. Ben, this is... That's, welcome to the club here, Ben. That's we a are, career take. We are constantly early on stuff like this, and people always clown us for it. But like, if you're not going to win the World Series and you can get a couple good prospects for a playoff rotation caliber starter, you should probably trade him. We should talk about this more. It's a really, it's a really good point. And here's my question: with baseball being with the amount of playoff teams now and the amount of teams that are technically in it, right? So they're in it, but they're not going to win it. How many teams are going to bail? Yeah. Like like Kansas City, you know, Oakland is going. Oh, 
those teams are awful. But yeah. I'm talking about the American League Central. There is a case to be made that every team could try could fail. And the and the um, precedent is this: you guys recall it was probably the early aughts. Uh, Kenny Williams was the GM of the White Sox, and I think they were in first place, and he yeah. bailed. He's yep. like, screw it, we're not that good. Yep. And he bailed and made some pretty astute trades. So, yeah, I mean, Sonny Gray, because he's right. Sonny Gray ain't coming back here. It's over. I would say right now it's a no for me. But if if this tailspin continues and also they just aren't showing any type of fight or relevancy, then I'm more interested in the conversation in a few more weeks for sure. Yeah, people get all like like the Correa thing last year. You know, it's like, well, you were wrong. They, Well, no, he didn't. He was going to go sign somewhere else. Well, and you went and you missed the playoffs because. And in retrospect, your your point at the time, although it had no knowledge of this or you did at the time, makes more sense now. Because if you had traded him, he's probably back here again now. Yeah, he because, could. Because yeah, exactly. remember, if you if you yeah. traded him and the medicals come back, like let's say you trade him to, I don't know, take your pick at the time, the Mets or something. OK, yeah. the medicals on the long term contract come back and they're like, OK, we're out. Yep. Okay, I'll go sign with the Giants. They're like, ah, we looked at the medicals. We're out. Yep. Carlos Correa probably lands back here in the offseason if then, you had traded him and gotten compensation. Yep, and you would have gotten like a couple decent prospects or something, and Lord knows they've train-wrecked their own draft picks, so you might as well go get some. Well, they train-wrecked Austin Martin too a little bit. But, you know, they need more young players. So, anyways. Uh, and then Jeff in Arkansas says, you guys maybe covered this already, or maybe it's a Royce question, but how is Tom Kelly not in the Baseball Hall of Fame? Two World Series? Is it because they were so bad in the '90s that his yeah. like his record's not very good? Yeah, that's probably probably it. Um, it's never. I don't think I've ever even heard it mentioned. I'm trying. I'm trying to think if I've heard it mentioned. Yeah. I don't even think I've heard it mentioned. So yes, the '90s probably post '92 uh, probably did him in as far as possibility to get. Yeah. I wonder. There. I guess the question would be how so many other though. managers who have won multiple World Series are yeah. not in the hall of fame. And I don't know. Yeah. No idea. It's a legit question, but I'm guessing that you're, you're probably right. The, the stretch from essentially 95 through 99 was not good. Pretty dark. Yep. So, all right. Well, I think that's all we got here for now. We've got, uh, Another Mackie and Judd movie review for you this weekend too. We've got historical pie charts on purple dailies. We have, all kinds of stuff to carry you through this 4th of July weekend. And then whatever happens, I think so. our Wolves plan is sort of like if they trade Cat, we'll scramble. If it's a mid-level exception signing of some kind, then we'll, you know, I'll be back like maybe Sunday night or something. Judd, you and I, and Dex is at the cabin. We'll, we'll figure something out. But if they, if they don't trade Cat, I don't know that we're going to rush to do like an emergency podcast this weekend. But we'll, we'll be monitoring. We'll be monitoring the situation. I'll be on standby. Yeah. Surly in hand. Always. Always a surly in hand. So please click the subscribe button and the like button on the Score North YouTube channel if you could. And on the Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd podcast feeds, Apple, Spotify, a five-star rating and a positive review helps us grow the show and spread the word. See you guys. Happy 4th of July weekend.